Welcome to Zach and Steve Have a Podcast. I'm Zach. I'm Steve. Welcome back. We're, We've got another episode today, wait, Steve. Why do we <laughs> always start? I knew that's how you're... <laughs> that's what, what I do. It's say. Friday. You're going to say, oh, we got another episode. Yeah. We got, we got something special in store for you today. It is implied. I don't know We what have it something is. special? No, no. It's just us. I didn't think we had We're anything special. special. We, we just had a really good time. Yeah. Zach and I just went to breakfast with Grandpa Ken, yeah. who was our podcast guest. Uh, about that, probably two months ago. Yeah, he called me last night and said, "Hey, what are you doing tomorrow?" I'm like, "Well, yeah. you've got the podcast at nine. He goes, "Oh, you got your broadcast at nine. And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah." yeah. yeah. I mean, it goes out. It goes out broadly. Yeah, <laughs> it goes out to the masses. Yeah, that's fantastic. So, so he was like, "Hey, what do you uh, want, want? You and Stevie want to go out to breakfast?" Oh, I'm like, "All right, so, I love it." So we went out to breakfast. Because not only does he call me Stevie. But Red calls me Stevie too. Yeah. Red is the uh, the owner of the restaurant that we go to for yeah. breakfast most yeah. of the time. It's like right down the road. He also comes to our church. He's just like a really nice dude. His his grandson Andy has been part of our teen ministry, like helping with our teen ministry for forever. Yeah, He's, you know, just good friend of ours and you know the heart and soul of our our tech for yeah. the teen ministry for the past uh, probably twenty years. Yeah, at I love least. Andy. You know, absolutely adore Andy. But like. But we go in there, and Red, Red sits down with us, and he talks to us. Yeah. And the, those two older gentlemen sitting there going back and forth, they should have their own podcast. Yeah, it, it was would, hilarious. Uh, we would not be able to air it on the New Life, <laughs> the New Life podcast network. No. <laughs> they, they were cracking. Guess they were like, – no, it's almost like it's what we joke about. We do to each other all the time is like we talk at each other and not, and not with with yeah. with one another. Sometimes it's just a glimpse into the future, Zach. Yeah, we're just gonna be two old because men because they, they the problem is they just can't hear each other. They yeah. they literally can't hear each other. We we just don't pay attention. Yeah, we uh, we just believe that the, uh, we have the more important thing to <laughs> yes. say. What's going on in my brain is more important than what's going yeah. on in your brain. Oh, for sure, man, for sure. No, but to hear them sitting there and. One of them will tell a story, and the other one will start talking about something completely different. You know they can't hear what the other person's saying. Yeah. So. And they were telling stories that uh, were making us laugh. Oh, I was uh, I was laughing so hard, <laughs> my stomach hurt. Like, literally, my stomach was in pain. Oh, uh, yeah. Because of, of how hard these guys had me laughing. Yeah. And some of the stories, or just the way that they tell stories, or yeah. the way that they would react, especially your grandfather. The faces that he <laughs> so. So I was I was dying because it was almost like this like eye roll kind of yeah. like oh here we go. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I thought like... he had a joke about my hat though yeah he did so like, oh, you uh I thought he's gonna it was gonna end up being like one of those like so uh, why don't you go throw it away kind of like you know you know New York Yankees hat I do I was I'm, I'm rep- I, listen I love I love Pittsburgh sports but I'm a I'm a Yankees boy at heart. Yeah, have been my entire life. Like he was gr- like, "Where'd you get that hat?" Yeah, and I thought for sure <laughs> I thought he was gonna say something inappropriate. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be like, "Yeah, why don't you get rid of it then yeah. <laughs> and get get a pirate hat?" Not that your grandpa's—he's not mean. I just thought it was gonna be like one of those like you know old guy kind of jokey kind of yeah. things. You and know? then Red came over and saw your hat. That was the first thing. It must be a very like pronounced hat or something. It, it must be because because he made a joke about your hat the first thing you did too. He was like, "Whose hat? You, who'd you steal that hat off of?" <laughs> <laughs> Somebody with the initials N Y. Yeah, like, like yeah. What did he say? Norm Young. Yeah, <laughs> I said Neil Young. Yeah. I'm sure Norm Young is somebody that yeah, is a knows. reference. Yeah. I feel con- like you know, and this is not a critique or a knock on anybody, 
but I feel a lot of times I, I go out to like breakfast with guys that are like of our father's generation or our grandfather's generation yeah. for that matter. And I just sit there the whole time not understanding any of the references no. that they make. You're like, remember on the Colgate Comedy Hour? <laughs> no. When Burt Dunk came out with his saxophone? Like, and it's like, yeah, they were what? Ta- today they were talking about <laughs> what's, the, the, what's the Colgate Comedy Hour. <laughs> yeah, today they were talking about mine number five. The mine mines. number five. And, and or, they, they knew what was going on. My yeah. grandpa goes, yeah, the only thing I remember about that is I was driving my motorcycle and anyway. I had a dog. <laughs> you were like... What? What? <laughs> right outside of mine number five. No. These are the conversations that we're going I'm like, on. what? I'm like, <laughs> you're just gonna tell that story just like that? Yeah. Like it was so nonchalant. Like, yeah. and I was like, I'm devastated. <laughs> I don't. I have no attachment to that dog. Yeah. That dog died. You know. Yeah. Probably yeah. 40 years before I was born. Probably. Um, that would have been 1945. But that he was like, that's what I know about mine number five. Mine number five. <laughs> That's not a thing to know about my number five. <laughs> Grandpa Ken. Oh, oh yeah, boy. That's funny. But anyway, yeah. Stevie, how was your week? Oh, uh, it was good, man. I, you know, last week was rough. We didn't record last week. Last week I was sick. Yeah. But we weren't going to record anyway because Ellie – and I never heard anything about this. So oh, yeah. I feel like there's got to be some story. There's a story. In there. But, yeah, so last week I was really, really sick. I had a stomach bug. Um, so from Monday almost till Thursday – uh, I was down and out. It was your birthday it, too. Poor it was Stevie. Also, it was also birthday my was birthday. Um, it was a, honestly, I made a mistake on my birthday, and I think it prolonged my sickness. Because okay, so Monday and Tuesday, I was like really sick. Yeah. I, I had fever and everything. I was like all messed up. Um, Wednesday, I was feeling better in the morning, and I was really trying to push through. Not because it was my birthday or anything like that. Just because I wanted to get back to work. Because I'm. This is my busiest time right now yeah you got things going on about every I, night i i i'm i've been like this week specifically i'm here i'm here every morning and night through night pretty much except for yesterday yesterday yeah. was thursday um but last week i like i just i had to get stuff done and i was pushing myself and i'm you know and i i, I mentor a young man um we get together and like just like talk about faith all that kind of stuff and just you know catch up so we went to lunch last week um not because it was my birthday either. He didn't know it was my birthday, and I just like I was like, I'm gonna be up in Hermitage. Why don't we just meet up for lunch? Because I'll be up that way. So we met up, and I had a sandwich from Panera. Didn't sit well. It, I think it made things so so much worse. Yeah. Like it me- it messed me all up. I mean, I didn't have any like issues issues, but I felt miserable the rest of the day. Like really really sick. Um, again, so my body was not ready for like food like that much like <clears throat> that. Yeah. I, I don't know what you call it, rich. It's not rich, but whatever you would call it, it was just too much. Yeah. It was too much. And it wasn't even like – it was like – it was a grilled chicken sandwich. It wasn't like I had anything insane. But, yeah, I mean, but beyond that, it was a really nice birthday. Yeah, I, don't know, I mean, my kid – my wife, like, went way too above and beyond. And she does that. She, like yeah. – she always – like, and I always feel like I, I don't do enough for her on her birthday, but she's really laid back about things. I don't even know when her birthday is. When's her birthday? July 2nd. I'll have to do something big. We'll have to do something huge, yeah. Yeah. Um, we're yeah, blown she, out. She'll be 38 this year. Sarah, we're blowing out your birthday this year. Yes, that's right. If I remember. You have to remind me, Steve. <laughs> okay, Zach. I'll <laughs> remind you of my wife's birthday. Yeah. Anyway, so, but she uh, she got me something that I, okay, so there's been a long time where I've, like, I've been wanting to get into vinyl, like, record collecting. 
What? <laughs> that's a weird statement. So how's that a weird it's statement? Been a long it's time I've been waiting to get one. To get I into really vinyl. wanted to get into vinyl. Yeah, vinyl is uh, it's that's a that's a uh, you it's, know it's real new. Yeah, it's, it's a new technology. It's an obsolete you heard about technology. This? It's not, no, I, it's, I haven't heard about this vinyl thing. Well, tell that, me about it's it. It's not even remotely. It's not even remotely uh, outdated technology. It's actually. Do you know that it's the most lossless form? of of music lossless lossless that means you you don't lose any sound quality from when it's recorded to when it like to the pressing on the vinyl so So it's the as long as you have a good record player you get uh, the best sound there you go out of it so i've always like i'm a big audiophile i love music i've I've loved music since i was a kid my dad's always had my dad always had a record player that was not allowed to touch ah yes so you want one for yourself. I want one for myself, but I didn't even ask for it. Yeah, it was, it just, it was a surprise it was birthday a big present. Surprise birthday present! Oh, and it was so, the best. So exciting! It was the best. And she got me a Billy Joel album. Woo! Don't make fun of Billy I'm Joel, not man. Fun. I'm just wooing. I'm wooing out of support. For I got you, for your birthday. Simon and Garfunkel. Eh. Don't mock the Garf. <laughs> Don't mock the Funkel. <laughs> I don't think you went by either one of those no. things. No, anyway, I love Paul Simon. There you go. I could take or leave Art Garfunkel. All right, but I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Paul Simon guy. Um, but yeah, she got me just a bunch of stuff, and then she's like, "You can go out and you can get whatever records you want. Here's like here's some you know birthday money. Go get yourself whatever else you might want." But she just wanted to get me a few that I could try that day. Got it. With the record player that she got me, um, and so I went out and I got a couple DMB. The, the, the Dave Matthews yeah, band. Yeah, yeah. I got a couple of their albums. But uh, since then, have made the determination that I'm only going to buy used albums from between 1960 and 1985. Yeah, that's a good choice. So that's 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 my parameter so i don't go wild my son's been getting into the 80s music recently yeah dude that's this perfect segue <laughs> to the bummer that is what your son is listening to well, I would so say. zach how did he get into this so what happened is the the uh, top gun movie came out the new one all right and we, oh, we didn't wa- you guys watched we, maverick together no it, but it was on okay and so he heard the song highway to the danger zone yes Highway to sing it, the sing it, Stevie. Danger zone. He likes little loggins. So he's he's really liked this song. We'd hear him in his room, like playing this song. I'm like, where'd you get this? <laughs> he's getting pumped up on Highway to the Danger Zone. Yeah, and so he's, he's got a friend, a mutual friend, who, who, whose nickname he's nicknamed him Danger Zone because of this song. He's got get his friends to call him Maverick. That yeah. is a nickname that you will want forever. Yeah, yeah, Maverick's a cool nickname. That's a cool nickname, Danger Zone. <laughs> <laughs> Does not sound good. <laughs> oh, you go over Danger Zone's house? <laughs> it's one of those names that uh, doesn't hold up. Well. This house like a minefield. <laughs> Welcome yeah. to the Danger Zone. Yeah, it sounds like a like a real a bad '80s professional wrestler. Yeah, like it would have fought Macho Man at WrestleMania three. <laughs> so, so if you were calling this wrestling match, how would it go? Danger cool. Zone versus. <laughs> Macho Man. You, you want me to do the promo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Danger zone. You're gonna go down in three. That's Macho Man. Okay. And then Danger Zone would be like, he he he'd be uh, he he would be like a, a clown. Because <laughs> the the name cannot match. Yeah. So he'd be like, oh zoinks! <laughs> Macho Man's gonna take is gonna go for a balloon ride <laughs> to, <laughs> to the. <laughs> 
Cosmos. <laughs> like Danger Zone did not work on his promo <laughs> skills. No, he didn't at all. Then Macho Man goes, I have no idea what you're talking about. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Snap into a Slim Jim. Yeah. There you go. Did you like how I did the fingers? Yeah. He always had his fingers up in a three. Yeah, he did. And his, his and arms were always real tensed up like he was a, like a T-Rex. And then he turned into the Kool-Aid man all of a sudden. He did? Yeah. You didn't know I that? turned him into the Kool-Aid yeah. man? Yeah. The Kool-Aid man sounds like that. No, that's, no, that's, oh, yeah. That's like, it's like Kool-Aid man's more of like Barry White. Ah, okay. Macho man's more like, you got, you have stomach issues. Gotcha. Like, it's, yeah. It's more that. of a grumble. <laughs> Yeah, so he started listening to this age. It's not a good day. <laughs> oh, I should, I should do the podcast as Macho Man. No, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do Danger Zone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he's been like, so he's been they, listening to crappy music. Yeah, and so I, I love the kid. He, he wants to. He doesn't have a cell phone. He's only ten. I mean, he doesn't have any sort of iPod or any sort of listening MP3 player, whatever you want to call it nowadays. He's got, we gave him our old CD player, but we don't have any of the old CDs or anything. Wait, wait, wait. So what, what? he does. He's, you, you have a CD player, but don't have any CDs? Not of the, not of the 80s, you know, oh, the stuff okay, that he's okay, into. Okay, okay. So what he'll do is he'll take his computer from school, go on YouTube, and listen to the songs, and then he has this, our, our old camera. Mm-hmm. It's like this little camera. Now that you don't use cameras anymore, but it has the video feature on it. So he'll take a video of the song that's playing through his his uh, computer. So then he'll have it on his this little camera at his room. Oh my goodness! It's, he's he's doing like the old school like mixtape. Yeah, of the that's 80s. what we that's what we used to do. Yeah, that's exactly. You listen to Hot 101 for your favorite song and to then come you, on, then you, and would then you record, record it. it. Well, yes. yeah, I mean, you put the tape in the deck. Yes. And then you could record it. That's what he's doing on his. I know. Dude, wouldn't it be crazy if he, this is like the thing? This becomes a thing where kids start recording <laughs> their favorite songs on their video iPhones. Oh man, and their video like, iPhones, dude. We sound archaic. You are archaic. You you turned that hat around. I don't know what's going on now. I'm just getting. I'm getting pumped, brother. <laughs> nah, see, I said brother. I think that's more of a Hulk Hogan. Yeah, that's a Hulk thing. Hogan. That's thing, Hulk yeah. Hogan. But anyway, so all of a sudden we'll just hear like random 80 songs playing from his bedroom. I'm like, why is Living on a Prayer playing from Dude, your Bon bedroom? Jovi is literally one of the worst bands of all time. <laughs> but he's getting to it. But I'm also Write Me. All right. If you got problem, Slippery When Wet is an awful album. <laughs> But so, but it, I think it's funny. Like he's yeah. got his own thing now. He's into. I don't know if it's friends at school are doing it as well. They they enjoy this '80s things. But he's likes Bon Jovi and Kenny Loggins. So uh, like, can we get him some good '80s music? <laughs> There's a lot of good yeah '80s music. Yeah, we'll have to. I'll have to work on. None it of it's bit. coming to mind right now. <laughs> maybe like maybe Hall and Oates. Uh, I like Hall. Listen, if you're not a Hall and Oates, if yeah. you're not an, a Hall Hall and Oatesiac, that sounds like you have. Like that's a disease. Otiak. I'm an Otiak. Yeah, it sounds like you can't like digest wheat. <laughs> you have a gluten allergy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it would work that way. No. I don't think it would work that way. Let's let me think of another '80s band that would be better than the Boss. I like Springsteen. I'm a yeah, Springsteen. Springsteen. Billy Joel. Those are not '80s. Uh, I, I guess their careers. '70s in the '80s. Yeah, they, they their careers span the '80s. Um, I, I would say. I mean, for me personally, Billy Joel is probably my favorite. 80s like if you're gonna be like soft rock yeah it's definitely billy joel i don't know would you consider him pop rock i don't know you would know best yeah i would and i'm gonna say it's more of this pop rock ish ish but i mean it's billy joel he's just amazing he's yeah. the best 
Now, I'm not a, I'm not a Springsteen guy. Yeah, I am. See, that's fine. That's all right. We, we like, can disagree on certain born things. Born in the USA. Like that? Eh, that's you not like that that's one? not my favorite songs, no. The, the, the Born to Run album is one of my favorite albums. Is, is that all he does? Yeah, he just gets, he, he just he, gets born. He, he, and he runs around. That's I'm basically born and then I run. He made a whole career <laughs> on making songs built around being born and running and around. then running. I think he <laughs> thinks he's a deer. <laughs> he was born <laughs> to run. Just to run. Like uh, I don't know if he knows what humans do. Humans don't typically We can walk. But I'm not born to walk, Steve. Did I'm, you, I'm born to run. So the day you were born, you walked? I cr- I, I probably just laid there, truthfully, yeah. and now, cried. Knowing you, Zach, you probably did, like, jog a little bit that <laughs> first day. I tried. You did good. <laughs> and everybody's like, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> I fell on my face, I'm assuming, day one. <laughs> uh, explains funny. a lot of the issues that I have. I could tell. Yeah. Anyway. No, so so that those are the two bands. That's the only two bands he's so far. to? He just, he just... He's just getting his feet wet in this '80s genre. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to raise my kids right. Oh yeah, you know, not not. This is not like a hyper critique of like you're you're of you're, you. you're getting on my parenting right now. Steve. I'm not. No, this is yes, not. You are. I'm I'm saying like as far as the the bands that I would say, yeah, listen to this and definitely don't listen to this. You know, because I I have a kids mix that I put together for the kids. Ooh, and it's a lot of but it's a lot of like '60s and '70s okay. artists. Yeah. So I'm like, I want them to know good music. Yeah, we 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 do listen to a lot of oldies and, and yeah, classic rock. I think yeah, oldies like yeah, oldies compared to today's music is so tame. Oh, I know. So I've been trying to like introduce them to like the Beatles. Yeah, because you know, Beatles Beatles are pretty. I mean, they're good. I, like I mean, some people celebrate them as like the greatest band of all time. They're very good. Yeah, I enjoy some Beatles. Yeah. But, like, listen to that kind of stuff. I let them listen to Chuck Berry. Ooh, there you, you go. You a Chuck Berry man? No. Do you know one song by Chuck Berry? Probably. What is it? Chuck Chucky song. <laughs> How's it go? <laughs> I don't remember. No, uh, do, you the start... Ch- do the Chucky song. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I can't sing, Steve. Yes, you can. We've established that you can sing. <laughs> you can sing moderately can... well. This is Chucky's song. I love the song. I run around. And I don't walk. No, no, no. See, you messed it up. You messed it. That's a Bruce Springsteen song. Yeah. You just messed that up. <laughs> I went straight this Springsteen. This is Chucky's song. It's my song. No, <laughs> he, he wrote Johnny Be Good, man. All right. I knew I, I knew that I would know some of the songs. <laughs> Stevie Be Good? No, it's not Stevie Be Good. It's Johnny Be Good. Stevie Be Bad. Yeah, Stevie Be he's, he's bad. <laughs> but, I, you know, I had a really – so going back to album collecting. Yeah. As exciting as this is, I introduced this notion to the teens on what was it on Sunday, and nobody nobody cared. No, it was really hurtful. So we we decided we would talk about it for twenty minutes to start our podcast. I don't. Yeah, that's right. This is this is this is my time. <laughs> this is my time. This is where nobody can respond. Yeah, All right, you can just so you you can turn it off. Yes, you could. But we know when you turn it off, and it also gives us your name. So just be careful. That's, All right, it doesn't. Actually. It doesn't do that. No. It really doesn't. Do, but maybe it does. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Your hat there, Stephen? Yes. It's one of those back, the back of the hats that you can see through. Yeah. And so I've got this weird thing going on now where, where we've got the pop filter. I see your eyes, and then I see, like, your forehead through the holes in your my hat. My five head? You see yeah. my five head? Yeah. It's, it's not a – that's much better. Thank you, Stephen. <laughs> what? I like now the Now that I've covered my face. <laughs> yes. I'm glad I can see less of your head. <laughs> So anyway, I went I went record shopping at this place in Mercer. Yeah. 
And it was one of the most interesting experiences of my entire life. Let me tell you. And I would highly recommend going there. The guy is really, really nice uh, that owns the shop. But it's a house. Yeah. Like, I went to this place called Mercer Records. I think it's called Mercer Records. It's right on 62 coming in. Like, so if if you're coming in from Hermitage on 62 towards the courthouse, it's going to be on your left. Really cool place. But you go up to the door and you ring the doorbell to come in. You don't just walk in because it's a person's house. Yeah, it's not like it, it is a, a store, but it's a house. But it, it is and it isn't. More than it's a store, it's a house. Yes. They live there. So a little bit of backstory. Sarah went there to get the albums for me for my birthday. Like just the first few just to, you know, give me something to listen to that morning before I got to go do my own, you know, shopping. Yeah. All right. So I go there uh, on our way back on like last Friday. We go there. We stop in. And she's like, yeah, we got enough time before the kids get off the bus. Just go in. You know, be quick. But you don't have to like run around. Uh, and then come out. And we'll go get the kids. But she's like, this guy loves talking music. Yeah. So she's like, just be prepared because he really likes to talk about music. I'm You're like, excited because you love I, to talk music. I love. As, as we can tell by the first 35 minutes of this podcast, how far are we, Stephen? Do you know? Here's the crazy thing, Zach. People like music. Yeah. So this is not like this is not some niche thing that we're talking about. It's not like I'm talking about like uh, uh, music, like turtles. Uh, yeah, we're not talking about turtles <laughs> to satisfy the turtle, you know, fans. <laughs> All right, we're we're talking about music. Okay. It's a very broad. That's true. What did you call it? A broadcast? Yes. It's a bro- this, is, this is part of our broadcast. <laughs> I got it. Got it. All right. So I went to the record store. Yeah. If you would stop interrupting me. That was really aggressive. It was. Anyway, I so, went to the record. Right, turn that hat back around. You're getting too aggressive this way. There we go. Gotta let that go. Now I'm like Kenny P. Kenny P. Kenny P. Kenny P. Yeah. Anyway, so I go in. Uh, I ring the doorbell, and the guy comes. And he's like, oh, hi. And I'm like, I'm here for the record store? <laughs> like, because what do you say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that- the guy opens the door and, like, yeah, just, he just well, cracks he- it a little bit and yeah, peeks out. He- well, yeah. It's like, <laughs> do I just walk in? So I, I do. I- he invites me in, and he's like, could you take your shoes off, please? I've never been asked that when I've went into a store before. Neither have I. Because you know why, Zach? Because usually they're it's not a house. It's not a store. Yeah. It's a house. And he's like, my wife appreciates it when people take their shoes off. And I'm like, okay. I, I will. And Sarah had already given me the heads up, so it wasn't super weird. Yeah. If she would not have given me the heads up, I'm like, I'm going to die here. <laughs> <laughs> we like to collect the shoes of all of our <laughs> You look up and on the wall, there's like just, just shoes. It's like nailed. Foot locker. No, they're nailed in yeah. through the sole. Like, yeah. oh, they don't use these shoes. <laughs> oh. You can't even get those shoes down. So anyway, I walk in. And he's like, okay, so upstairs, he's like, I got it heated. Um, That's good. Yeah, it was nice. It was a nice touch. So we go upstairs, and he's like, there's four rooms. There's 20,000 albums to look through. That's a lot. Yeah, dude. It was like it was like a I was like a kid in a candy shop. Yeah, going through all these, and the cool thing about I love what I love about vinyl is like it really, you, it really lets you appreciate the artwork on the cover of stuff. So I'm just having a blast going through this. And I'm picking out albums. And I'm like, you know, I, I got like Boston's, you know, debut albums. You know, who Boston well, it's is like right? got the spaceship on the yeah, it's yes. got more than a feeling. Yeah, oh yeah, and rock and roll band. Yeah, two really great songs. Yeah, kick kick off the album. All right. So I, I I grabbed that ELO. I, I'm like I'm having a blast. I'm like this is like I feel like you know I, I'm I've taken I, I've traveled back in time. 
You're you're so excited. I have, um, you can tell by the you're so the excited. You're barefoot and and enjoy. And, then you and would happiness. not believe what happened after this. You stepped in something. No, no. <laughs> Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be back in a little bit here to finish our podcast. Macho Man Randy Savage showed up. Did he? Yeah. The Danger Zone show up with him. Danger. They were like, both there. After thirty years, <laughs> we're gonna have our match. In this cage. <laughs> and Danger Zone went, by golly, it's finally going to happen. Uh, and he like squeaked his nose and ran away. I could tell what it was. I could tell it was a, a honked nose. Yeah. One so anyway. Those. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, right. so. Face your story. Believe it or not, Macho Man did not actually show up. No. And if you fell for that, I apologize. Like, I, I, I was not trying to intentionally mislead you. So anyway, I pick out all my albums. I hand them to him. And he's like, okay, I'll go downstairs and I'll get them priced. You come downstairs when you're you know completely done and I'll have prices for you. I get down there. And like, still, we've not had any kind of like long music talk <laughs> you went in more more to talk to this guy than to get I just an album to talk to, i just, just want to talk music i, I want to talk music man i love music i love like talking bands i love talking the culture like i you know i, I worked at a music store when i was a kid yeah. so it's like it's part of who i am i love love it so i go down to his study where he does all of his pricing With, without your shoes on still I still no shoes yeah. you're not, not shoes when you're at the door gotcha but anyway we get into a conversation and he starts talking theology with me. Well, you are a pastor. No, but Zach, at no point did I ever mention that I was a pastor. He could tell. Or you think that's it? Yeah. You think it's just like the Holy Spirit's divine intervention? I think like, so. Oh, I think it was too. Honestly, I, I think it was too. Because I'm, like, oh, I'm like, you're kidding me. <laughs> like, this is the conversation. But it, I, you know, I just like, listen. I just want to talk music with somebody. I'm like, nobody likes to talk music with me. Because <laughs> he's looking at my Billy Joel album. He's like, this is a good album. I was like, yeah, I went and saw him in concert in the fall. And I thought for sure that was going to like open up a conversation. He's nah. like, Anyway, <laughs> on to the next thing. I'm like, come on, man. We ended, I ended up staying there for two hours. Two hours? Sarah had to Did leave. Did you get the kids? Sarah had to leave me there. Sarah left me and came back for me later. So we got into this in-depth conversation about who God is, how he works. And like, I, I will say this. We were not on the same page theologically. Okay. But I really appreciated, you know— the conversation because he oh. wasn't judging me i yeah. wasn't going to judge him um but it definitely opened the door up for more conversations because I, I, I he told me he studied theology when he was a younger man he was thinking about becoming a pastor himself um which was like once again i still had at no point said anything about being a pastor or yeah. being or working in ministry or anything maybe and i only think oh yeah because and it's not even like sarah said anything to him either a couple days before that um, because by the time I, I got to the door, finally, after talking to, well, listening to him talk about his, his beliefs and stuff, um, he's like, so why did you ever become a pastor? And I'm like, I am a pastor. He's like, oh my goodness. He's like, next time I want to hear your story. Uh. I said, okay, that sounds great. So, um, so yeah. you went into the music store to talk music and you talked about God. I talked about God. No, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's 
a kind of a beautiful thing because yeah. it's like it leads into what we're talking about tonight in our in our retreat and what are. and what maybe we could be talking about for the next 20 minutes here about sharing our story and how we can you know be, always be ready to share what God's put on our We heart. can talk about that. Yeah, let's talk about that. Sounds good. All right, when we in come a minute. Back. What? In a minute when we come back. In a minute. Yeah. In a about 15 time. seconds. All right. 15 seconds. All right. Play the music, yeah. Steve. You know who's you know who's going to come and and do the the second half? <sighs> I do know. This is danger zone. No, it's it was actually Zach and Steve. It was Zach and Steve. Oh, I come do it. Right. Like you ru- you ruined it. Play the music, Steve. All right, here we go. See you in a little bit. podcast so today we thought it would be good since so we're doing a, our teen retreat yes we call it d now and it kind of is still a d now if you're not familiar with what d now is which i think a lot of our students aren't means discipleship now yeah that's really not that clever <laughs> no no not really no but it's not it's not something we came up with either no. so we'll just we'll we'll blame it on whoever Whoever did it before came us. up with the term D now, yeah. but that's like, I mean, that's a universal term that's used across the country with youth groups. But anyway, tonight we're going to, or through this, we're going to talk about our testimonies. We wanted them to get to know our new, we have a lot of new leaders yeah, in our great. team ministry that we love um, and really appreciate. I mean, the, what we really appreciate about them is their willingness to share their story, yeah. to share what God has done. Um, but, the, like, you know, and it's a very common thing within the church. We hear the word testimony all the time and what the power of a testimony brings um, to the lives of other people. Uh, but so, I mean, Zach, for you, was there ever a testimony to you that really spoke to you that helped you draw closer to God or come to understand God better? Because, I mean, that's what the testimony is for. It's to bring people to know Christ as as those individuals know Christ. You mean, did I ever have someone explain to me their testimony, yes, their life story? Exactly. And it really exactly. Um, impacted the you way know you what? think. Yes. Anytime someone shares in church service their their story, yeah. it's an impactful service. Absolutely. And we've had yeah. many, I'm, I'm many... not trying to discount any one individual. I was right. just asking if there was like specifically like one that really stuck out to you. or But if there's yeah, not, no, no, no. continue your thought. There's, yeah, there's been many that have have done that stuck out to me. Um, you know what I really enjoy and, and it's the, the cardboard testimonies. You ever, you know what those oh, are? Oh yeah. We used to do them for team takeover. Yeah. It's where you write something on the front of, a, of, of the cardboard, like whatever you're struggling with or something you've overcome. And then you yeah. flip it. It's like then and now. Yes. And so I used to be this now I'm this. Yeah. I mean, that's like the, you don't have to speak and tell your story testimony. And it's also very powerful with, with yeah. the group. And so the, the, whenever we've done those, those have been powerful. But as far as testimonies of someone, I would, and this is going to sound silly and selfish, but the one that gets me the most is my wife's. Yeah. I mean, she's got a very powerful testimony of, um, I don't know if I, I want to go into it. I'll let her share it. But she went through a lot as a, as a child, and she had a very difficult upbringing. Uh-huh. And you would not know it from, you know, speaking with her, having her. You know, a relationship with her, no. being her friend, whatever. Yeah, you wouldn't know. Um, but she went through a lot, and she's had to overcome a lot. And her faith in God through that is a very 
you know, uplifting thing for me. So I would say for me, her testimony. And, and sometimes I think in comparison, my testimony is kind of lame. You know, mm. but that's not the case. Nobody's testimony well, is lame. It's yeah, how I mean, God... that's something we do need to, to just yeah. address too, because there's people out there that think that their testimony is nothing. Yeah, and, and I mean, and sometimes we we, it, not that our conversion story is not a testimony. Yes, but sometimes we confuse that with that is strictly our testimony. Like this the, is the how time can, when we were saved, when we were saved, when we came to know and accept Jesus Christ as our Savior. Right, which I, is a, it can be a powerful testimony, but yes. it might not be like. One of the big, like, big things that God is, like, real, I mean, it is, it is a big thing, but it might not be, like, the most current or one of the, the heavier things that's happened. Because, I mean, there's people that have been Christians for decades that God does something really powerful in their life, and that becomes their testimony of how awesome God is. Yeah, so uh, I spent a summer in Alaska. Everybody knows this. But the family— You went to I Alaska? St- I did. Have you— <laughs> I've been there a couple you've times. You've been to Alaska. I have. How about that? I'm going again this summer. How about that? I had no idea you've ever been to Alaska. Anyway, the the <laughs> family that I stayed with, they were a Christian family, but they were more fundamentalist. Maybe they were more the people that you stayed with. Yeah, they What's were a fundamentalist. Zach? I don't know. They were just kind of very they're, strict in in. They're they're more legalistic with yes. their doctrine. Is what you're saying? Like what the things that they believe, they're very hard lined on. Yes, but it was kind of a weird combination too, because they were also maybe very Pentecostal at the same time. So how that <laughs> that doesn't, that go together. doesn't fit. I, I know, but it, so it was a weird mix. They were uh, fundamentalist Pentecostals, <laughs> kind of. That's not a thing. Uh, maybe it is in Alaska. Well, it must be. It must only be there. in Alaska. There's just so few people. They just mix all of the denominations together in one church. Yeah, but anyway, man, so, there's really been an evolution of the church in but they, Alaska. They were. I felt they were very opinionated on how a a person should be as a Christian and yeah. how your conversion should be. Okay. So one day, and I felt that, I felt that's a little bit awkward. I was in in I stayed in the garage, so I was out in the garage, and and she came out and started talking to me about faith things. And my my friend, who's always up there, said that I was one of the most genuine Christians that he knew because I lived it. Yeah. Right. Yep. And so he hadn't been around that. I, I don't know. Anyway. So she comes out to me and starts grilling me a little bit on my faith. Which is how we should always handle things. <clears throat> right. And she asked about the t- my conversion story. Yeah. And, and I said, you know, I don't really have a good story. I, I accepted Christ when I was a, a small child. And, you know, I've just kind of been growing since then. And she was like, what do you, what do you mean you don't have a conversion story? <laughs> I was like... I mean, I, you know, I've been a believer all my life. And she was like, you, you mean you never had a time where you went from, you know, not knowing Jesus to knowing Jesus? There wasn't that time. And I'm like, well, I was young, but I've, I, I've like been growing my whole life spiritually. Yeah. And it was like, it didn't compute with her. Like you have to have a moment. Your conversion story has to be this big thing. And yeah, I kind of felt at the end of that conversation, like, am I saved? <laughs> it's like I think I am now that I've been belittled yeah. uh, into thinking. I mean, and you know what? Now that I think about it too, like I know what you're talking about when it comes to like that that kind of because honestly, how the, so the church that I grew up in was was way more legalistic back in like the '60s and '70s and uh-huh. stuff. So the Pentecostal church definitely went through a shift, as all churches do over time. They shift kind of. 
how they doing. So they could have probably been part of more of that ilk. Yeah, so it was like the legalistic, you need to have this black and white, yeah. but in, in the more spiritual realm. Like, yeah. your conversion story needs to be black and exactly. white. Exactly. That and, makes any sense. And, and Yeah, and so, I mean, sometimes it's not this, you know, sometimes it's just the recognition that I need a savior. Yeah. And it's not this, uh, I mean, it is an aha moment, but it's not always like the lights went on completely. It was just like slowly you came to understand that, oh, this is what I need in my life. Yeah. Some people are just that way, especially if you're raised in the church. Yes. You're going to naturally slowly come to know who Jesus is. Yes. Um, but I think, you know, the, the bigger story for people is sometimes the, the things, that, the, the miraculous that God does in our life, you know, every single day, whether that's big or small. Maybe it's like dealing with a situation that you never thought would be dealt with well or go well. Anything could become your testimony. Right. Like that difficult conversation that you know you've needed to have with your boss at work, for example. Um, and you've been stressing about it because you know their personality and you've been praying about it. And it's yeah. like, I, just, I don't know. Without God's intervention here, I know how this is going to go. Yeah. And sure enough, you go into that conversation and it does go really well. You are able to speak very clearly and your words are heard and you feel heard and the conversation ends well, you can yeah. walk away with that being a testimony of That was God's, a God moment. That was a God moment. I didn't, That's not I, a you moment. Yeah, exactly. But the sad thing is sometimes we chalk those things up to like, oh, everything's fine. Yeah. Like it wasn't a big deal. But right. it's like, no, 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 it was a big deal. God, inter- like, that's God's intervention in yeah. that. We don't always recognize it. And sometimes we forget to share those things. And that's our testimony. And it's powerful. Right. Because there's people out there that are struggling with understanding that or knowing that God's in it with them all the time. And uh, if, you know, without hearing that other people have experienced these things, they're just going to think, like, nothing's ever going to work out that way. Not that it's guaranteed. Right. That everything's going to go perfectly just because we're God followers. You know, God is always, is sometimes he's going to want us to face difficulty to grow. Right. Spiritually, sometimes in our faith, to deepen our faith, we have to go through hard times. But sometimes it's like, look how awesome I am. Look how the, the good things I can do. I was actually, I was listening to a message and I actually sent it to all the leaders. Um, I was listening to a Matt Chandler message, but he interviewed a couple it's a really good message. It's called Awaking the Miraculous. That's actually what the name of this, his message was. Okay. Um, and he sat down with this couple that, uh, that come to his church. It's actually a, a deacon and his wife that he was interviewing. Now, this deacon, his wife was diagnosed with um, – oh, goodness. If I don't remember this exactly. But it was, she had cancer of some sort. Okay. It might have been breast cancer that she was diagnosed with. She went through treatment, and she went into remission. Within weeks of going to remission, she was having a lot of back pain. Um, and so she uh, she went in for an MRI to figure out, and they saw that three of her vertebrae had deteriorated and basically been crushed, hmm. um, and that her spine was covered in uh, – it, it was terminal cancer. Oh, it was, wow. like, inoperable. Hmm. And they're like, we're going to have to get you back in here. They're like, "There's, we have a plan. We could treat you. But they're like, you have like one year, maybe okay. six to 12 months, which is devastating, especially yeah. when you've lived through, right? Um, you know, cancer already. And like, you're like in remission and you're celebrating that and you're celebrating what God has done. And it's like, oh, this trial's not over. And it's even worse, worse than it was before. Yeah. And so they went in for the PET scan. 
and they got the results of the PET scan, and their doc- the doctor called her and said, I don't know how to explain this to you, but there's n- no cancer on your spine whatsoever. Oh, wow. It's gone. Wow. They're like, we looked at the MRI again. It was there. We did the PET scan. It's not there. They're like, we're going to do some biopsies to make sure that, like, we're not completely crazy here. But they're like, we don't even know how to define this. Oh, wow. Because they're like, this just doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, obviously, for us as believers, we're like, that was a miracle. Right. <laughs> There's an absolute miracle that just occurred. And it's right. not because she has any greater faith than anybody else. Right. But that was just God's plan for her in that situation. It became a testimony yeah. of the, how awesomely powerful God is. Like, if he decides to heal somebody like that, then he heals them. Yeah. Ultimately, it's his will. And it's because, like, he, he needs that to happen for something that he needs to happen, you know, to all, so ultimately his name can be glorified. Um, so it's an amazing story. But that's not always going to be the case. But the point is that becomes a powerful testimony yeah. of the power of God. And that we should just trust God. I mean, I mean, what was it? Jesus was asked, can you heal? And Jesus answers, I mean, this is paraphrasing. What do you mean, can I heal? <laughs> was, yeah. is, that, is that where, like, whenever I was in school, if I asked, can I do something, my teacher yeah. would always say, no, may you do something? Yeah, is, may that, you, is that where this may comes you. from? And, uh, yeah, probably. It comes from, yeah. <laughs> He's from like, this, I can, but may I? <laughs> yeah, but, that, but the whole point is, like, having enough faith. Just because we have enough faith doesn't mean that it's just going to automatically come to us. Yeah. But we should have faith that God can do it if he so chooses. Right. Um, and so it became this powerful, amazing testimony of this woman. Um, and so not everybody's testimony is going to be that way. No. But you see how it works. She's She'd been a Christian for a long time. That wasn't her conversion story. But that was a story of what God had done in right. her to change her yeah. life. And to lead other people ultimately to her. That's why God does these things. Right. It's so people come to know and experience the love of a Savior that is with his people. Yeah. So it's really, it was just, it was one of the most incredible, incredible things. But, you know, but even Matt Chandler said, you know, unfortunately, he's like, I've seen this happen a couple dozen times. Or like just in his 20-year span of being a pastor. He's like, I've seen it happen all over the place like a couple dozen times. Because he's like, I've also done hundreds of hundreds of funerals and so you know he's like it's not the guarantee but this is a there's a reason god does this do we get to completely understand why god does it no but it does speak of the power of god and it heals people's hearts and helps them understand like god is in it truly in it with us um and so like everybody's testimony matters no matter how simple you know because you might say your conversion story is pretty simple yeah but that's not like that's not the testimony you're gonna run with. No. If you're if you're trying to get people to understand the power of God True. working in your life, like I don't want to put mean, you on the spot, but no, do you have a story? Oh yeah, yeah. So I'm a very pragmatic, scientific-brained person. Okay, I don't see things. Uh, I don't know. What's, what's, what, what the correct term would be, like, mystically or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm a black and white Realist. kind of person. Re- yeah, sure. And so if, if I were to think how God would reach me, it wouldn't be in, in the mystical type thing, but he did. Mm-hmm. So story goes this way. This is me setting the scene, right? 
<laughs> I'm getting into. I'm getting, Just give me a lot of backstory. <laughs> it needs a backstory. There's, there's, there's going to be about 45 minutes of backstory. Yes, and, and one, one minute, minute of payoff. Of payoff. There's so get one ready minute for it. payload. Here, Here it comes. We go. Ready? God loves me. That's the story. That's it. Just, That's a beautiful story, that, man. You. No, no. Okay. Powerful testimony. So I mean, I'm not being sarcastic. I mean, that is that is testimony in and of itself. But go ahead. Laura and I weren't dating, but we had become friends, and we were we were, you know, talking and working towards being dating. And she made me a CD. Okay, and this CD was worship songs, and and we began our relationship. I was in Alaska. She went to Mexico on a mission trip, so about as far away as you can be from each other. This is where we were, and this mm-hmm. is how we started talking. That's how. It was back when I was in college and she was just finishing up high school. Okay. So she makes me this CD with worship songs on it. And I listened to that CD. And if, if CDs could be worn out, this CD was worn out. So I know the songs by heart and everything. Listen to this thing, this things forever. So we start dating. We've been dating for a year or so. And Laura's mom gets cancer. Yeah. And it was a, a very difficult situation for her. And we, she was like, I can't have a boyfriend now. Like, I, like we broke, it was just too much. She was in college. She was taking care of her mom. She was like, I just can't do all of these things at once. And it was, it was just hurt her mom pretty much. Yes. Right? right. And so it was just, for me, it was a devastating time. You know, I loved her and I, I wanted to be there for her. She went yeah. through this thing, but she just couldn't, couldn't handle it. And so we broke up and it was difficult for me. And I was in college I, I, at that point in time, I was a senior. I had a, a room by myself. Like I, I got a, a, my own room and when I was a senior in college. And so I was by myself all the time. And so when, when you're kind of like bummed out and by yourself, not a good combination. Right. So yep. I was just going through a, a time. It was very, probably the lowest point I've ever been. I was sad for her. Didn't have that relationship. All right. So one night I have a dream. Okay. And like I said, I'm not a mystical person. I don't, I don't, that's not how I operate. And I don't you, think if you, I have a dream that this is going to be God talking to me, right? Yeah. But in this dream, I felt God talking to me. And I, and I could see um, Laura and I together sometime in the future for God's glory. And I could, I, it, was, it was her mom was talking to me. And all of these people started talking to me in this dream. People I'd never met before, but they were real people. And they were like, you're doing the right thing. Because I was trying to still be a friend to Laura and, and reach out to be there for her. She's going through this difficult time. Mm. You, keep at it, right? This God is in this. And yeah. I had this dream, and I'm, and I'm like, this, is this real? Like, it felt real. Like, this was a God speaking to me moment. How in the world could this be? You know, I don't, I don't do this. So I'm thinking about this. I put that CD in. The CD has never skipped before, all right? The CD skips. And it, it skips to a, the Jeremy Camp song, I'll Walk by Faith, <laughs> right? This is one of the songs on the CD. This is how yeah, old I am. how old this is. Yeah. We're old, right? I and so, will walk by faith. Yeah, and so it skips to that song, and I'm like, it caught my attention. Yeah. I just had this dream. You need, you need to walk. You need to listen to me, right? And then it skipped to another song that, that spoke through the lyrics the same way that God is speaking to you in this moment. Uh-huh. So I pull into a gas station. I pump up the gas in my car. And on, and the gas came up on, on the on the thing, the the gallons and the price. It came up seven one one one, and then one 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 seven. All this happened at the same time, so it's like a, a a sign. I'm like, this is a sign that God is speaking to me in this moment. What was the sign in the in the number? It was seven one one one, and then. 
Wait, this was in your dream? No, this was in reality. Reality. Yeah, I went. I, I'm, okay, I'm I thought that's the, what I thought it was in reality, but you were talking about a dream for a second. I'm sorry there. if I'm confusing you. No, it's okay. I, I, I'm I had, easily confused. I had the dream. I'm yes. driving to church. This the song skips on there that God's telling me you need to be listening okay. to what's happening okay. here. I need gas. I pull in there. This sign comes up on there. All of these things happen, and I'm convinced that God is speaking to me in this moment, and that I'm supposed to be there for Laura as she's going through this difficult time, even though. And my parents, my mom said, you need to let her be like, she's telling me, let her be. I'm like, I just need to be there willing to do this anyway. So I talked to the pastor. He was like, that sounds crazy. But if you feel God speaking to you, I guess that sounds crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Which part? (laughs) All of these things in my mind are happening. I'm like, I'm not the kind of guy that this is, this is what I do. They're getting weirded out. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you you know, you're going through something tough. You're you're starting to look into things. Yeah, Zach. Mm -hmm. No, long story short. That's what God wanted. Yeah. And, and and he mended that relationship. We, you know, we're obviously married now for 16 going on 17 years, I think. If, kids. if I can do the math right. So fast forward. I'm, I've been in a, a helping in the ministry for a long time, but I always wanted to be a pastor, but it was never the right time for me. Mm-hmm. And I was getting very discouraged. This was several years ago. And I was just having a conversation with God one day and I was just upset. I'm like, you know, if, if you never want me to, to do this again, just that's fine. Um, and I just so happened to be pumping gas as I'm doing this. And, mm-hmm. and I look up when I'm done and it's the exact same numbers on the gas pump that was there whenever mm-hmm. I had this revelation before. And my thought in my mind was I'm done. I'm never going to pursue ministry full time as an occupation and I'm pumping gas and, and like giving up. And then I look up and that's on there. Mm-hmm. And to me, again, that was a sign that, hey, I'm in this. What I am, you just can keep following me like you did before. Yeah. Keep your eyes on me. Trust me. I've put all of these things on your heart for a purpose and a reason. Mm-hmm. And within a year, I'm, I'm in the ministry now. And, and mm-hmm. God, so God spoke to me through dreams and a gas pump on several occasions. Yeah. How... The most pragmatic person is seeing God working in things yeah. that are, you know, so mystical. Like and I think that. that's why, yeah, I think that's why it, it, spe- it speaks to a, a, like just God's going to show himself and like prove things to you that you d- struggle to believe because yeah. he wants to show you how real he is. Yeah. Um, and so now when I'm struggling in ministry and ministry is a struggle when you're in it and, and it's every day you're, it is. you're yeah. pouring out to people. All day long. That's what yep. you do. And so I had I talked to a, another guy who was a pastor, and and I had this conversation with him. After this happened, I'm like, this happened. Like I feel like I'm supposed to go into the ministry because of this backstory and this gas pump. Yep. And he was like, I think you're right. And he was like, and hold on to that because when you get in ministry and you've been in there for several years and you feel like you're going to give up, remember the gas pump and and that this is where God has you. Yep. This is what God wants for yep. you. And God will work through silly things like that. My conversion story is me accepting Christ when I was a kid. Yeah. But your story is God working through your life from infancy to death. Yep, right? exactly. And, and any time that you're open to hear from God, even if it's a silly thing like a gas pump or a, a CD skipping, right? God yeah. can, can work through you if you're open to let the Holy Spirit work on your heart. I think that's the big thing is like, are we willing to really pay attention to the things that are going around us and not just chalk it up to happenstance. This is like, is it been really easy in that situation, Zach, where you're talking about the CD skipping be like, eh, a little bit of dust. Yeah. You, know, done that like before. you do the Ebenezer Scrooge. 
must be a morsel that I had earlier causing me to have these dreams. <laughs> yeah. You know, but the truth is it's like God's like trying to get our attention. Yeah. And the, the, I think the worst thing that we could do is, I mean, and I'm, you and I are very similar when it comes to like being pragmatic and being realist. It's like we, yeah. it, we want it cut and dry. Yeah. And a lot, there's a good amount of the Bible that is that. Yes. That is just like, this is, this is what we've been given. This is how we come to understand it. But the truth is, like, we can't negate the other half of things where it is. It's faith. It, well, it's not just it's not just faith. Faith. It is the the ethereal, the uh, the things that we cannot touch, the the um, a realm that's beyond our understanding. Correct. Where the miraculous does happen, because God, like, there is a spiritual realm. Yes. Uh, whether we want to. You know, believe that or not, and I know some people struggle with that because it's like, uh, like that's getting a little weird. But there's, it's real because yeah. that's how the Holy Spirit operates right. within us. The Holy Spirit is not, you know, he's he's not fi- like going to, we're not going to see him physically. Yeah. So it's not part of the physical realm. It's part of the spiritual realm. That like, I mean. The Holy Spirit is working in and through us. I mean, that's how God is in contact with us. So, yeah, and that's how the, the miraculous happens yeah. is through that. Um, so, I mean, that, and it's funny because, like I was, I was talking about, that Matt Chandler message that I was listening to was that. Yeah. He was talking to that because he said, oh, goodness, it's like, you know, people are so fast to, like, throw that out. But, like, that's a very, like, Western like methodology. He's like, you look into the Eastern, like more philosophies and stuff. Like it's like way more commonplace. It's more of a Western thing where we're like, oh, I can't actually have, I mean, I believe that God is who God is, but I'm really going to question how things are happening. And it's like, yeah. we have to learn to accept like, yeah, God's going to work through a lot of crazy things and it becomes our testimony. Yeah. Um, cause, cause God could do anything at any <clears throat> right. time. I mean, you know, my, my, my testimony, um, like I mean, it's a big part of me becoming who I am. It's like not my conversion story. So I mean, I, I came to know Christ slowly over a long period of time, and finally accepted Him when I was in my you know probably early twenties. Mm-hmm. I always, but I don't know the day. That's the thing. Some people are like, "Well, you have to know the day that you accept." That's like, no, you don't. That's yeah. that's insane. Like nobody. No, sometimes it's just like you just finally realize, like, oh, this is what I need. Yeah. So anyway. Um, but I've, I think I've told the story before on the podcast, so I don't want to be super long winded about it. But like when I, when I had that experience, when I was a pit and that guy came and prayed with me, like that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> it was really, really weird. Um, and, but it, it was one of the most impactful, it, it's still, it's, it, it will never leave me. Yeah. Um, because it was one of the most impactful, um, showings of, of, of God's, um, care and love for his people and the willingness of others to do God's will. Yeah. Uh, and I think I did go into that at length because it's like, cause, you know, we talked about the flip side of it. It's like that guy didn't have to come talk to me because like, cause he didn't have to. Um, and at the same time, I didn't need to be there early. Yeah. Like God orchestrated all of that. Right. All of that to make it all come together so that I could see how awesome he really is and how he's in it. Right. And I'll never forget that story. That's like one of the most powerful things that ever happened to me. Yeah. And, um, 
you know, and it was just like it was pray. It, you might just be like, well, the guy just came and prayed with you. Yeah, but, but this it was, is a random guy. Yeah, but it was a random guy. Number never one, never met him before. My never wife. met him before. It was just happenstance that I was there because I I could have studied anywhere that day. Yeah, could have I could have went to Hillman like library. I think that's the name of the library down at Pitts on Pitts campus. I could have gone kind of like the library to study before class. I could have studied in my in my apartment, but I was like, I'll go to the classroom. And that guy that day could have been like, I could just chill at home, <laughs> or I could go walk around the cathedral learning. Yeah. Sure enough, like it, it, you know, God brought it all together and it made me realize how awesome God is, how God yeah. is in this, the tiny details of our lives, and that, like, and that's not just for me; that's for everybody. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so, our those stories will impact the lives of other people. Yeah, and your, yours, yours is a a mundane thing. It's studying for a class, right? Yep. It's not like a. I was broken down along the side of the road and almost on death's doorstep and somebody came up and saved me. No, it's, it's, it's life. Yeah. And God found you in the life moment. Yeah. Right. Um, but then there's also times, and I think a lot of testimonies come from um, dark place, places sure. in our, in our life yeah. and how God works through that. And, you know, there's the big philosophical questions. Why does God allow evil to happen? And why is there bad stuff and all of these things? And, a lot of times we need things to snap us back into who God is is in our life. Yep. The silly thing this week, we bad storms came through yep. and we lost power. Mm-hmm. And th- that day where I didn't have power, I was I was lost. What do you do? You know, like <laughs> you don't watch TV. Yeah. You don't. You can't. I had no internet. I can't get on and do the work that I normally do. And so I had to do something like read a book. Or, you know, step back, play a game with my kids that doesn't involve a screen. Like, mm-hmm. it, it was it was something, you know, bad happened, but it brought me back to a place where I could take a step back and reevaluate what's really important, right? Yep. And sometimes in our testimony, there's we go through things. Everybody goes through things. Um, and if you haven't yet, you will. And yeah. that's just a part of what life is, you yeah. know? And Life is a roller coaster of... Of, yeah, of, and, and of, I, I was just thinking about this today. That whenever we went out to breakfast with my grandpa, I felt bad for you because you weren't with your, you don't have your grandpa to go with. Yeah. But then I got to thinking, well, I don't have my dad to go out with, mm. and you have your dad. We all have mm. people that we've lost. We all have struggles, and everybody's life is different, yep. and we all have a story. Um, and it's in those difficult times where you can see God working. Yeah. And you can see God changing you, and and in my te- in my story my testimony, that time where, you know, Laura and I weren't together and I was by myself, one of the darkest spots of my life, I started writing in that time. Uh-huh. First time I really started writing. I journaled, I wrote poetry, um, and from that I gained a love of writing. I yep. wrote a book later on, and it stemmed from the darkest spot in my life. And actually I wrote a poem during that time that Laura turned into a song that, was, that we danced to at our wedding. Like little things like that happen. Mm. You'll see in the valleys of your life, flowers will start to bloom. Exactly. As you're going through it. And you're like, I would never in a million years wish this upon my best friend or my worst enemy. Mm. But in those dark times, you see God and you grow closer to God. And you see God working in miraculous ways and mighty ways that you yeah. don't see when you're on the mountaintop because you're not looking for him. Yeah. Because you're, you're stuck 
and lost in your own self and in, in the enjoyment of life and the, and the monotony of, of whatever it is. But when that's taken away mm. and you're in those valley moments, God yeah. can work on you. That valley, the valley is the proving grounds. Yeah. A lot of the times. I, I think, I mean, God loves the, the victories in our lives because we glorify him. But I think he loves to show his power in those valleys too. Um, cause he really, I mean, cause that's when people really come to know, Oh, I need, I need him in my life. Um, not that he wants us to bottom out, yeah. but he knows when you get there, there's, he's typically the only way out. Yeah. Um, and it does, it becomes an amazing testimony of like, God, God brought me out of the, the worst part, uh, uh, the worst time in my life. God lifted me up and he cared for me and he encouraged me. And now I can be that encouragement to other people. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's really amazing. It's really amazing to get to witness that, to hear other people's stories. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm really excited about this weekend because yeah. I know we're going to get to hear a lot of really awesome testimonies. Like our leaders are going to get to talk, are going to talk about their story of either their conversion story or something amazing God's done in and through their life or maybe a combination of both. I have no idea what to expect, but that's my favorite. I love listening to testimonies. Yeah. I love listening to testimonies. Like our Thanksgiving service, that's my favorite aspect of it. So like we usually get two or three testimonies. I think was it last year or the year before? I think it was probably the year before. Like Pastor Trent got up and he was still, he was still like um, recovering from COVID. He had one of the, like uh, one of the most horrendous, cases of COVID, uh, where he had, he was life flighted. Like it, it was really touch and go for a while. Mm-hmm. And then he was up in front of everybody praising God. Yeah. And then like speaking that testimony of how God healed him. And it was, it was truly miraculous. Yeah. Cause I mean, it was like, we had no, we did not know what to expect. Yeah. Um, God could have very easily, you know, and I'm not, you know, using this lightly, but like it, it, we, we just didn't know what the outcome was going to be. Yeah. But praise God, you know, we got to hear his story from his mouth on that stage. You know, now our dear brother is like doing some of the biggest ministries at the church. Yeah. And he's connected with people through that testimony. Like, you know, God's done a work in my life. He could do that work in your life. And, um, yeah, I, I, I wish that wouldn't have happened to him. (laughs) I really do. Like, he's such a wonderful, wonderful guy. But like, we could say that about anybody. There's no, there's not, like you said, we wouldn't wish it on our worst enemy. Like that guy deserves it though. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like nobody deserves, you know, to, to have to have that experience. But my goodness, it's awesome when God makes a powerful showing of who he is. Yeah. Um, so that's my, we want to encourage you guys, like, you know, just know what, like, it doesn't have to be a conversion. Yeah. That's not to be like, I was so messed up. And then Jesus came into my life. You know, it doesn't have to be that. Yeah. Like maybe it is. And that's great. But maybe it's like, Hey, I, I, I did something I never thought would be possible. And the only explanation I have is God led me through it. Yeah. Now one, one aside. Oh, does it just remember, like, it's not like your achievements are always like these, these, the, the testimony is always going to point towards the glory of God yes. and what he has done, not the, our own accomplishments. Yeah. That's, that's not, that's not what we're talking about here. This right. isn't like I was glorified and I gave this amazing presentation. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. look at me, look at me. And it's like, okay, maybe God did get you to the point where you can get up in front of people. But end it with that. Yeah. Not like what you did. 
yes. what God did. Correct. It's the important part. So, anyway, I think that's that's all I have yeah. for today, Zach. Did you have anything else you wanted to close with, buddy? No, I think that's good. It was really good. Well, hey, for Zach and Steve, have a podcast. We look forward to seeing you again next week with another brand new episode. We're going to be talking about contentment. Ooh. We're calling our shot from a week ahead of time. Wow. Let's see if we remember. I doubt it. We will. <laughs> I can't remember what I have for breakfast, you know, Steve. You know who else is going to be here? Who? Ooh, yeah! <laughs> Macho Man Randy Savage! And who? And who's with him? Doink the Clown? Wait, no, who was <laughs> it? Danger Zone! Danger Zone! Yeah. Doink the Clown. That was a real wrestler. Was it? Doink the Clown was a real wrestler. I, I, all right, before we go, you got to do the clown nose. <laughs> well we just undid everything we just talked about for the best 35 minutes for zach and steve have a podcast i'm steve i'm zach we'll see you next time bye bye bye